1: hello everybody and welcome to for the love of McGraw podcast i hope you all had a fantastic christmas and i hope you're looking forward to a good new year and for those of you that are uh, you know i've been unlucky enough to, to maybe be isolating over christmas hopefully you're all doing really really well and um, you know it's just it, it seems to be rampant at the moment it's everywhere i look here myself as well and um you know for anybody that's uh it's maybe looking for something to listen to while in isolation hopefully this will um this will comfort you a small bit now hopefully you you get better very 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 soon because uh you know it's it, it's not a nice thing to to have to overcome um before we get into anything here i just want to talk to you guys a small bit about one of our partners the podcast partners um i've spoken to you guys about these guys before but the spond app s-p-o-n-d and as we start to get back into activities of sorts or maybe even if you're cancelling activities that's a horrible thing to have to say but unfortunately i've just gotten a text message through to that's cancelled something that i was supposed to be participating in tomorrow um outdoors game but it's now being cancelled and if you are Involved in anything like that, the Spawn app is uh, is is the one for you. It's you know I've mentioned it to you guys before. If you're part of an organization or a team, it's a completely free application. You can download it on any iOS or any Android device device, and and you can utilize it for group messaging, for keeping all your communications, your uh, you know you know your events, maybe uh, anything like that, all in one place. And also, as I said, you can accept payments through the application in a safe and efficient manner too, as well. So check it out, guys. Go download. It now have a little browse around it. That's the Spond app. S P O N D, and uh, I hope you like it, and hope you find very much so the value of it that I found for what I'm doing outside of uh, in my extracurricular activities as well. Paddy, how was your Christmas?
0: It was very, very, very quiet, <laughs> which yeah. is not a, not a not a bad thing. Uh Lack of football is a, a bit of a pain. Would have liked to have all those games on this week. Would have liked to have played Leeds and. Done all that, but we, we, got, we got one game out of it and it looks like we're going to have the game at the weekend. Um, so fingers crossed, all going well, we'll have a game to look forward to on Sunday. But yeah, very quiet, very dry actually. A couple of drinks Christmas Day and, and St. Stephen's Day, Boxing Day. And other than that, just took it nice and easy. So still in recovery mode as well. So sympathise with all those that are sick at the moment. So uh, it's 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 no joke and no flu. So look after yourselves.
1: Yeah, I I'd say it's been a weird Christmas is uh like I, I had two hot whiskeys and uh actually there were cold whiskeys, and they were even whiskey and water, would you believe? <laughs> like so there were two cold whiskeys and uh on Christmas Eve night, um I didn't want to, you know, fall asleep on the couch before the big guy came down and, and came down the chimney and saw me asleep on the couch in my state. So um I only need two of those, but I haven't had much actually, haven't had much. We we'll wait now until uh until things calm down a bit and then we we'll go bucket. And uh, I'm sure you'll be doing some team sheet tantrums of me in the in the in the smoking area of pubs again. The N- not too distant future. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, uh, sure, sure. Maybe Sunday we'll we'll have an
0: old can open, and we never know. We might we might get back on after the game Sunday. And
1: exactly, Do you know what?
0: Yeah, have, that, that have might some, be nice. Have something a little bit more lighthearted than than the usual crap we're yeah. having to deal with at the moment, because yeah. a lot of badness out there. A lot a lot of people worried. So we'll we'll try and keep it lighthearted, and hopefully we will absolutely. Be- Celebrate Absolutely. the
1: three points. Well, before you make any promises, Paddy, and I'm going to shut my mouth because I can barely remember the game. It's been that long ago. But uh, the Chelsea game, Paddy, uh, let's have a little talk about that. We haven't come back and spoken about anything to do with the Chelsea game. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it's, it's kind of one of those games, 3-1 loss. It kind of it is what it is. The the, the They made some changes. My, my my very, very brief synopsis of it, and I'll let you go ahead, head for letter then afterwards, is, um, we had a very, very good first half. We opened them up when we needed to. We were inefficient with our shooting, very inefficient with our shooting, and sometimes you look scared to shoot, which I think I'm not going to say is a worry, but it's something that's it's a hangover from from what's happened from from the Dean Smith era. And um, not quite sure whether the strikers are are trying to uh, trying to do too much with it, or maybe they're trying to just find positions to pick up the ball to get on the ball, as opposed to staying in there in, in their positions. I haven't looked back at the game; I just haven't had time. Second half, Chelsea made some really good changes. Like it's not often that I'm going to sit here and say, like, uh, we've made changes in the past when we've to to certain things the teams have done specifically under under Steven Gerrard, and we've gone on and it's 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 had a positive impact. I think Chelsea made changes, not just bringing on Lukaku, but to their formation as well, which got the best out of their team. And yeah. we found it difficult to come to terms with that, and, I, and, and like it's not always going to work. where We're going to make a change and nullify a team, so there are going to be games for teams due to us what we've done to the likes of Norwich, what we've done to the likes of of Brighton, and so on over the course of even Jared's tenure. And I think that's really what happened. Plus Ooh. the fact they brought on a hundred euro or hundred million euro world class striker who is like a bullock and could probably in the morning lace up and fight Tyson Fury and give him a good six or seven rounds of it, you know. So uh, that's my synopsis. Go for a penny What was your? Uh, so what do you what want me to say patty? now after your synopsis? <laughs> well, my synopsis is very small. You're, you, I'm sure you're going to be able to think of the more um, the more nuanced parts of it. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I suppose
0: first and foremost, I'm not too disappointed about it. Mm-hmm. It, it was expected. A um, couple of errors in there, which which have ultimately cost us. I thought um, it was again a game of two halves. But the opposite to what we're used to, mm-hmm. we, we haven't been starting great and we've been finishing better. And this one has been the complete opposite. But I put that completely down to um, number one, Lukaku changed everything when he came on. By the way, Thomas Tuchel has just been proved to be an absolute spoofer after absolutely making an idiot out of himself by saying oh, it was a big risk to play him for 45 minutes against Aston Villa. Plays him for a full ninety minutes last night. So Thomas Tuchel, full of shit. Finish when I'm done. Good luck. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, the amount, shit, the amount of stuff that, that him and, and some of the big six have come out
1: with over the last three or four days has just been incredible. Anyway, I agree yeah. with some of them. Actually, let's let's deviate this a small bit because I'm sure people are sick to death hearing about hearing about Chelsea. Actually, go for it. Finish off your Chelsea snaps. Remind me to come back about some of the. The stuff that's that, that's been said recently. Oh well, look,
0: there's, there's not much. There's not much of a synopsis. Uh, you know, we went ahead rather fortuitously. fortuitously uh, mistake by Maddie Cash for the penalty. Bad mistake. Could, could see why he did it. He shouldn't have dived in. Definitely shouldn't have dived in. There was no danger in that position. Could, albeit he had to cut the ball out for going across, but dive in like that was a bit silly. Um, the second goal then, Mings. Unfortunately, he was trying to direct Maddie Target by the looks of it because he took his eyes completely off uh, his own man. And uh, Lukaku just jumped in front of him and got the header, whereas Ming should have been concentrating on the, the header. Yeah. And, you know, we've we've seen this before with a number of our players. You can't let the player run across you like that. You've got to go and do your own job um, and, and stop but worrying you, about everyone else. When can. the ball is in play, if the ball is out for a corner and you're directing people around, that's fine. But when that ball is coming across and you're looking at Maddie Target, you've already lost it.
1: The, the thing, the thing with, th- with that second goal, and I know I said i shut up, but, like, come on, it's, uh, it never usually happens. It's just like, yeah, this is going to be 20-minute podcast. Um, just those two things never really correlate together. But, like, the big thing there is that even at like, at, at, at whatever level, if you have any basic understanding of physics, if he mm. gets momentum, if, if Lukaku gets momentum and you're trying to knock him off stride, Best of luck with it. Like, he's like a thoroughbred racehorse, yeah. you know, like there was no. Yeah. And you could see he was trying to arse him out of the way, but there was no way you were going to stop him. He's in full flight at that stage. And and look, who's to say if Mings goes up for the header, he doesn't stick it anyway. You know, yeah. uh Lukaku doesn't stick it anyway. It's just the optics of it, I think, is more so than anything else. And I hate that phrase. Uh, feel free to give out to me in the comments if I ever say that again, along with Stevie G. They're the two things that I, I really don't like. But uh yeah, it just didn't look great, I don't think. Yeah.
0: It's look and look, it's it's done and dusted. It's done and dusted. I just I just we, we have to we have to bring it up and I have to mention it. Um also if so, if someone if someone gets a chance uh, to look at the third penalty decision from behind the goal, I invite you to have a look. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any steer, but just watch as uh as Kanza goes to make the challenge where he is struck first. And uh, it was actually sent to me by a referee. And it's a really, really, I know you could see totally why the penalty was given, but it, it wasn't looked at. And if it had been looked at, the initial contact is actually with the arm of Lukaku across Konza, which puts him to the ground. And look, the game was over at that stage. We we, we were we were completely stretched, hoping to try and get a, a draw mm-hmm. out of it. And let's not forget, we've lost, uh, we've lost our manager on the touchline. So yep, we were already on the back foot, so I'm completely and utterly fine with the result. Yeah. yeah, I think the most important thing for me is that when we look back, we've had no draws, is it is seven games, three defeats and four wins, and the three defeats being against Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool. Hold my hands up and go, yep. If we're if we're doing that, we're if we're doing that for the whole season, we're pushing for Europe, but we don't yep. want to be back to the position where we can't pull the results out of the bag like we did against uh- Absolutely, so like, no point family. beating a Chelsea
1: uh, Chelsea United or whatever if we go away and we lose <clears> to no offence to the likes of Brighton and those like, but you know, we have to start and beat the teams around us. That was the biggest problem under Dean Smith. Do you mm-hmm. want some good news, Paddy? I like good news. <laughs> In your head, changed man says the old Moors Almanac 2022 have predicted Aston Villa to win the Premier League. Now, does anybody want a completely pointless and silly story about the old Moors Almanac that I can tell you about one of my situations? Um, it was. I was actually dying sick one day, and I was. I was in. I was of school age, so I was actually sick. I think of bronchitis or something like that. And uh, I rang into a local radio station. Uh, a local radio station, a national radio station here in Ireland called Today FM. And basically, if you rang in and you told them an amazing fact that they'd never heard of before, that you would win a copy of Old Moores Almanac. I think it was like 2007 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I rang into Ray Darcy Show and I told him that one in every <laughs> two, one in every 250 men can trace their lineage back to Genghis Khan. And uh they gave me a copy of Old Moore's Almanac. So for no other reason, I just wanted to bring up the old Moore's <laughs> Almanac post. But thanks very much in your head change, man. Really appreciate the, the, the donation as well. But uh yeah, so I, I have not heard of the old, Moor, old Moors'
0: Almanac. <laughs> In a long, long time, so I've no idea. Is that is that that they've predicted we're going to win it this year? Because I reckon they may have. I said the twenty
1: twenty two year means next year that we're going to win it. Next year, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I, I, I back
0: us every year to win it, and and you know, Patty Power love taking my money, yeah, but uh, absolutely, I, I backed him every year. One of these years, it will come true, uh, and we hope for the best. I just got to clear something up as well before we move on, and I lose it. Thomas says, you remember <laughs> a lot of time for Klopp, Paddy. Okay. What what I said about Klopp was Oh, and remember you can go back in the podcast and listen back to oh, this you as can, well, just in case, so Keep him keep him honest. Keep yeah. him honest. <laughs> what I said what I said about Klopp was I have the greatest respect for him as a winner. He never rubs our noses in it, and he's had a number of occasions to do it. He's been really, really good to Aston Villa over the years. The one I brought up was the time they, they put six past us, I think when we were relegated and the, the interviewer after the game was like, Oh, that was brilliant. Wasn't it? And blah, blah, blah. And he said, this is not the time for singing songs and celebrating. And he said, there's a, a huge club called Aston Villa who are going through a really tough time and you won't be yeah. getting any responses like that out of me. And he's been that way. Even this season when they hammered Man United, he was exactly the same. So for that reason, I have respect for him. But uh A lot of them are, I I noticed, that it was uh, Pep, was it last night, talking about Paul Tierney. They seem to have their claws into Paul Tierney because Klopp had to go off him at the weekend and got no sanctions against him. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It wasn't Pep, it was one of the the greedy six went on about Paul Tierney. And the one thing about Paul Tierney is he apparently said to Klopp, your players are jumping in front of the tackle and, and... Drawing penalties, and that's why you didn't get the penalties. And Paul Tierney, if he said that, do you know what? He went up in my estimation because that's exactly what's happening. It happened to mm-hmm. us, it, but by all ways of looking at it, it's a penalty. But that's exactly what they're doing it. So, there you go. We'll see.
1: We'll see. We'll see if, you, if, uh, yeah, it's look. <laughs> Uh, we could be here till we're blue in the face. We're in 2021 it. nearly. As we started 2021 after the the Rodri goal and the Pogba penalty, like there, Pogba penalty, I think was New Year's Day, and we're still talking about stuff like that. Then on uh, what, the 30th of December? So it's yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, I watched uh, I watched Liverpool the other night, and I can't remember who the commentator was, but I actually made a note of what he said. The business of drawing a penalty was the art of game management. Yeah. Now for the other fourteen, break. For, the, for the other fourteen clubs, that's cheating. That's diving. That's buying a penalty. That's what Gary Neville would say. That's what Jamie Carragher would say. So, just to hope I've cleared up my point about Klopp. That's what I like about him. He never rubs salt into the wounds when he, when he's after getting a, go, a good win. And and he was very good against uh, when 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 they beat our kids at the beginning of this year. So, that's that's my sole reason for for yeah. having some respect for him.
1: Right, we're going to leave referee talk there because um I there's don't no have need. It in me. Just yeah, just don't have it in me. Just don't have it in me and VAR talk and, and and Chelsea talk. But um, we are coming towards my favorite part of the season. Well, no, it's not my favorite. My favorite part of the season was playing Aston every time Aston Villa wins. But one of the t- times of the season where I dust off the old uh, binoculars and start start looking at players and trying to figure out who I think would be a good fit for the team. We've got transfer season coming up, and I see that Dermot, um was asking about Aaron Hickey that there are rumours today about Aaron Hickey um, from Bologna. Uh, obviously we were interested in him when he played with Hart, uh, Stephen Gerrard was in, mm. the pre- in the Scottish Premier League when we <laughs> played with Hearts. So you would imagine that there is a mutual understanding of at least of, a, of what he can do at the moment. He's obviously a very, very new age uh, fullback. And uh, without giving too much away, I'm going to be doing a piece in him tomorrow. um, Like the old, ba- old ones I did on like likes of Papa, Ma- Papa Matassar and the uh, Dekouré and all these beautiful people that never ended Have up in Aston Villa. <laughs> They never signed. I was so close to Papa Matasar. I was so close because even though he went to Spurs, I know we were sniffing around. I know we were sniffing around him at some stage, but it was this transfer window or whatever. I know we were. Um, so I was so close at that one. But yeah. uh, I, I
0: uh, think this—I think this one is a realistic target, and the reason hmm. is it's—it's it's been around for a while, and it, apparently it's Johan Langa's target. So I would imagine that Stephen Gerrard is. Uh, on top of it and knows exactly what this young lad has to offer um, he is huge potential in this kid uh, Celtic made a big boo-boo and let him go back to Hearts and then tried to buy him for multiples of what they let him go for and then tried to sign him before he went to Bologna so um, there's there's better people than, than you and me know exactly what this guy can do um, I don't think we'll be the only ones in the mix for it so uh, it, it's going to be a tough one to sign, but uh he, he would be one of the top of my priorities at this stage. I think we need cover a full back on both sides. I think I think uh if the rumours are to be believed about Axel To and Zebi, we yeah, might need, that was my next one. We might need a centre half, and uh the one that's gathering pace there is Paul Torres. Mm-hmm. If if that if that's going to be a signing,
1: another person I've got a bit done in as well.
0: Yeah, I said I said a bit to you earlier in the week that I didn't know a whole lot about them. I just wish I had time to be watching the amount of football that I used to when I was a uh, um, childless, let's say. <laughs> get no,
1: get yourself an eight-week-old child. They're the best things in the world. You're up at it all hours of night trying to comfort them, and instead of listening to them cry, you can be wise yeah. while be looking at stupid YouTube clips.
0: <laughs> that all changes, Neil, when you when you become a taxi man yeah, and have to
1: bring them everywhere. Yeah. Well, so buy an autonomous car. Buy a car that drives itself and you can watch. That's the next thing. So look, Patty, excuses are for the week. Excuses mm. are for the week. But uh, Pau Torres, yeah, that's somebody. Like, uh, going back to Aaron Aaron Hickey. Aaron, Aaron Hickey, uh, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm very much hoping. And look, he's a really young kid. He's only like 19 or 20, I think. Um, but I'm hoping that when he went out to Italy, he got a very stern um education. In uh, a, a very stern education in um, defending, and uh, I hope that that is something that uh, th- that he got because while he was like he if, if, look he's he's a good left back and and Scottish league level he was a very very good left back you don't you don't play for Hearts I think when he was only sixteen you know get, getting in there at that age no matter what league you're in is a tough is a tough gig, um, but you know, there's defending and then there's defending at Premier League level, and we've all seen it. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I, I like the fact that he's gone to the likes of Bologna. He's gone to a mid, mid-level team. He could have stayed out at hearts. He could have gone to Celtic and could have learned no defending. Zero defending. Mm. Because all they would have done is they would have said, right, we're going to look at our two centre-halves, try and let our centre-halves just cover absolutely everything, and we just want you to go beeline up the wing and do what you do best. Yeah, into a mid-level... Like, his, his agent... His agent is is a canny man, I think, and giving sending him to a mid level Italian team might be absolutely, you know, he, he might even want to move from them for another year, you know. And I think that if Aston Villa do bid for him, it might be a case like we'll buy you in January, but you won't actually move to us until June because, because well, the education...
0: I, 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 I disagree with you there because I think we need him. I think we need cover. That's that's the reason why I think you know. this 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 is one that could really get done very quickly. Um. But yes, I totally agree with what you're saying about him being in Italy. I think I think if you want to make a player a better defender, that is exactly the league you send them to because we all know that that's the most offensive league in the world. It's the lowest scoring league in the world. I don't know whether that's statistically. That's just the way I am when I'm watching games. Um. So look, it's for me, it's a no-brainer to, to bring a guy in at 19 to develop him a little bit further with the people he has around him, so uh, it's not one that I would delay until the summer. I, I'd like to get him in. There. Oh, I wouldn't do it. I, and it's worth mentioning as well. He has played some time at central midfield, the central defensive mm. midfield. So does that co- put him on two stools for us? Maybe I don't, I don't like doing that. two stools. I don't like doing that for players. Nope. I, I think I think it's a case that he comes in and fights for a spot. And if he if he overthrows my target because he's a better player, so be it.
1: He's not coming in to play defensive midfield. let because the no, next no, person he, that we're I'm going to talk
0: about... I know that he can and he has done in the past.
1: But
0: yeah. we're, we're, if we're buying him, we're buying him as a left-back, 100%.
1: Because the next person that we want to talk about that has been... Well, there's been tentative rumours and I've seen it more than once is Oriel uh, Romeo from, from Southampton. Now, no, is he the most sexy sign-in? No. Is he a pair of old boots that you go out and do, when you're doing yard work? He absolutely is. The moment, Every time, I think, since we started this podcast that we've done the Southampton preview... I've spoke about this guy turns into absolute, you know, Paul McGrath, 19, 1994 versus Italy against us. And his defensive work he does against us is always oh, just brilliant. You know, he just knows where to be. And if he's someone who can come in and take 15, 20 games, because he's not going to, like, he's, he's not exactly like... He's somebody who can come in and play that defensive midfielder role. Is he a sexy signing? No. Is he someone that can plug a gap for a couple of years and is a, is a uh, an intelligent head in around her I think so. Um, but he's very, very one dimensional. Very one dimensional. And, and and like he could be somebody that Southampton fans might look at and say, "Are we too disappointed to see him leave?" I don't know, but I think that we're going to see a couple of players like that that will come in that people might look at them and go, "Oof." Jesus, I wouldn't have signed him, but I think they're going to be system players because uh, spider alert: Steven Gerrard and Michael Beale have a system. They sure do. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, just feel I feel like we've spoken about this guy too many times. I, I, I honestly don't know if I don't know if it'll be my, my choice. I think I think we needs I think we need a better player than him. If we were to sign him cheaply I'd, I'd be okay with it but the, the the kind of money that they'd go looking for i, I think i'd be kind of worried
1: and, and and i think this is like richard says here i'm I, i'm not a, the, of the belief we need a defensive midfielder nakamba I hardly got a game before uh we can manage please return and i think that's why somebody like this will be brought in is because i think they see something in nakamba mm-hmm. i think they will be i i think this also, getting on to what we're going to talk about next with the Axel Tunzebi piece. Axel Tunzebi has come on in the defensive midfielder role. And let's just say United recall him. Apparently, they can recall him and he gets flogged off to Napoli, is it? I think Napoli, Napoli is yeah. lo- looking yeah. to buy him. You know, that, that could leave us really up, excuse my French, but that could leave us up shit Creek without a paddle in that in two aspects of our team there. Mm. But someone like Rory, Orion Romeo, I, I don't know what he's going to cost. Uh, I just know that he does some things really, really, really well, but he's incredibly one-dimensional. Um in, well, in, well, I, I think you'd expect
0: you'd expect to pay twelve or fifteen million without even thinking about it. Would you know? I I can't see us getting a Premier League defense uh, defensive midfielder any cheaper. That's that's just my opinion on it. I don't know what they value him at but you would imagine
1: maybe, maybe. maybe. Mm. I it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Like it, well, but look, it's it's it, look, it's a lot of money five years ago or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, um, players are moving around for, for like that. It, it's it's essentially chicken feed. It is, I suppose, when you think about it. If you were to pay twelve million for him or ten million for him, it is backup money for for one of the the the, the better players. You know, or the better teams. Yeah. You know, and and every team. If you think about it, every team has that old hard grafter in there now. You know, um, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be it's going to be pretty interesting to see um to see if they do go for him or if it is just. Uh, you know just talk like he's played 17 times this season in the league. Like, Southampton probably aren't going to want to let him go anyway. You know, um, my choice is not is something completely off the wall and, and have a piece done on him. Um, and I, I will release it in a couple of well, weeks. People
0: love these off the wall pieces, I look forward to it. Neil, we'll see who it is. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's when I say off the wall, it's it, it's it's um, yeah, anyway. Uh, what else do we have? We were, we were linked to someone else, Gabby Gall. We were linked to Gabby Gall, Paddy. Lot of bullshit, or actually, might happen. Possibly.
0: I, I, I'm open. To anything possibly to both
1: <laughs> Like,
0: like no, possibly, possibly we'd sign him. Um, the other guy hasn't gone away either. Alvarez
1: is that his name? Julian. Alvarez, yes, yes, yeah, Julian. Oh, well, there's big, there's there's big fish circling around him at the moment because can't stop scoring though. Mm. I think we I think we we missed the board in uh We possibly in... did. But yeah, it,
0: it, it hasn't gone away. But the, you know we've spoken a lot there and we haven't even really spoken about Pel Torres, but it's uh yes it's it's looking it's looking at a window where we're either gonna spend very little or we're gonna spend a lot. So it depends what what Stevie G thinks we need to Spend and there I go. I said Stevie G, and I promised I'd never say it but
1: anyway. It's, it's better a than me calling and sleepy. <laughs> it's a one pod band, yeah. But it's um, it'll it, it, be interesting because it was it was said before like Steve, Steve or Dean Smith didn't really like spending a lot of money in January. Um, hmm. whether that was his Johan Lange thing, I suppose we will find out now. Um, I suppose like if, if you're in a situation where the manager and the director of football, um, are in tandem with regards to spending money, why not spend it? Because it may yeah. not be there in the summer. You know, you've got
0: to ask yourself, Do does the strikers we have do the job that Steven Gerrard and his team want to do? Because at the moment, I don't think that's the case. And I think, you know, the dimension, dimension of signing a striker is a huge possibility. I think, I think it's something they might just go out and do and it will be completely out of left field um, we know we've we've been linked with a couple, but you know there, there's there's not depending on what they have to spend, they could really overhaul this team in the next few weeks.
1: Um, I don't I don't think they're going to overhaul the team, but I, I think I think that we could see three players come in. Uh, do you know what? The more I, the more we're talking about it, the, literally the only position I think that we can't um, gaffer tape at the moment, if we had a long term injury, is actually striker. And and, we, I, and and it's a complete another about turn for me because we would have said, oh, Danny Ings can go up there on his own, Watkins can go in there. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen it. Like, I think if Watkins gets injured, I'm not quite sure who we will put Like, Ings obviously goes up top, but. Uh, is what I'm going to say there. Um, great work rate, Neville. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, I'm not anti Danny Ings. He's barely played and he's been injured for quite a while. Maybe he comes good, but like, let's just say Ings picks up an injury. Are we going back to the days of Keenan Davis? Are we really going back there? Cameron Archer, yeah. maybe? Yes. Is he? Yeah. Actually, Cameron Archer is probably a good shout. I, I I completely forgot about him. But, but the worrying
0: thing about Cameron Archer mm. is he has, he doesn't seem to have had a decent look in with, with Stephen Gerrard, bearing in mind that our strikers but haven't he... exactly been setting the world on fire.
1: He did sign a new four-year contract, though. So, yeah, I suppose taking that into account, there is something there with him. With, mm. with, with like Stephen Gerrard had to have had to say in that, like that's not that's not just forced upon him. Oh, yeah. imagine, but and it could, um, it could
0: be protecting a transfer fee as well. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it could be protecting a transfer fee too as well yeah. because uh, I would you know, you know, something...
0: there, there could be an opening there to to maybe loan in a striker. You know that that's a possibility. Oh, uh, Jesus! Ra- ra- I'm getting... Rather than I'm... spending big money, because like they're they're not they're not exactly setting the world alight, and that that's what's worrying me. Um, is is Archer still our top scorer? He couldn't be far off
1: it. Um, he's, he is, he mm-hmm. is our top scorer. Yeah. Um. But look, we're, we're not a
0: million miles away from where we want to be. So it's just it's just about assessing what we need to do to keep us on that <clears throat> upper trajectory. If we're going the way we are um, and continue to go the way we are, we, we will be there thereabouts for European places. But what worries me is if we start to lose players through injury and suspension, have we got adequate backup? <clears throat> you know, we, we, we spoke before, we don't have a right back capable of stepping in there right now. We we like to think that Kane Kessler Hayden will do that when he comes back in. Uh maybe even Freddie Gilbert or whatever that is. Um we don't have an adequate cover at left back as good as actually Young is. I w- would rather there be a younger person in there. Plus he's he's done very well for us further up the pitch as well since since Stephen Jarrett came in. So you know <laughs> from what we've said there's an opening there for maybe five signings. But realistically, in January you only there, want to see two or three. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, in In ideal world, the other is, but um, I think I think we will we will sign one or two players. Look, like Steven Gerrard has more or less come out and said that we need uh, that our, our full back positions are we need at least cover there. You know, do they bring back? I I don't think they bring back Ian Kessler Hayden. You know, he's just like he's he's getting lots and lots of game time at Swindon. Um, yeah, and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they bring back sense. Freddie Guibert. Mean, maybe they bring back. Yeah, it makes they're absolute they're back sense Weber. for Kessler Hayden to get a full season under
0: under his belt. We don't know if there's a, an option even to recall the likes of Freddie Gilbert, um, and is he out of contract? He's another year, has he? After this,
1: I don't know. I don't know. Last um, complete track of
0: that one now. Uh, I, I would, would imagine
1: this. Up. I think. I think you might have a, uh, a talk amongst yourselves. There, so I'll just Google yeah. it. Well, uh, I just <laughs> the,
0: you know the 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 thoughts in my head with him would be, um, if we can recall him now, do. And and use him as as the backup and and you know bring him on after an hour if we if we've the game done and dusted, protect Maddy Cash,
1: and then oh, the contract in the 30th of July, twenty twenty
0: two. Okay, so we we can if, well either two things going to happen: we recall him, or that's the end of him. We'll, we'll never hear from him again because but he's he's, he's actually getting free... in the team of the year, the, the team of the year
1: so far in <laughs> league
0: 1. Yeah. Yeah. But you you just can't see how Gerrard is going to trust him with a new contract if he hasn't an opportunity to see him play in the Premier Premier League again.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, it's it's really it is really really interesting to see what will happen in January and. Yeah, I just, I'll, you know, sometimes you go into January and you're thinking, will we sign someone? We might sign someone. We need someone, but I don't know, will we sign someone? I think we will sign people this January. I think, but like there may be the likes of, like, we might sign Ori Romeo, and people might be going, mm-hmm. what the fuck do we sign this person for? But as I say, I think there might be some, um, some system signings in there, um, from from that point of view. But but I, but I don't know. As I say, I'm I'm being pretty vague. I've I've got about four or five transfer, um. Mm-hmm pieces done that i'm going to release over the next couple of weeks as i say aaron hickey um got a piece done on him and uh or Oriel M- mangala from stuttgart who i think would be absolutely excellent for aston villa there you go i ruined the surprise that was the person that was the, that was, uh, the left field person i was looking at i just think he's really really good and uh, belgian under 21 uh, under 21 player um, if we're not going to sign, check the Curry, which it doesn't look like we are going to. And Patrick Berg, my other favourite, is now going to Lance um, for 4 million or something mental like that, like some crazy chicken feed. You know, that's a guy that uh, I really, really like, Patrick Borg. But, Celavi. Not going to be coming to Aston Villa and his way to and his way to Lance, but uh, it's it's a fun time. Look, we're going to talk about people that will never come. We're going to talk about people who we just think are good players, and we're going to sign who we sign because none of us have a crystal ball. Uh, but it just, yeah. as you said, Paddy, we started off the, the the podcast and we said we wanted to kind of lighten the mood a small a little bit and talk about stuff that um, may or may not happen, and and that's really what today's podcast is about. It's blind speculation yeah. everywhere that you see. But one thing and that I- isn't blind speculation, Paddy. Sorry. And as we always say,
0: there's a lot of youngsters there that we can, we can call upon. We're just missing a few in, in a couple of vital positions, I think. So uh, let's not forget about them either because they're very important
1: to our club. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One thing that isn't idle speculation, Paddy, is the fact that uh, all hail ZFC. Z-E-D-F-C, our new partner club uh, in Egypt. So it looks like the Sawiris brothers have got together over Christmas. And they decided, wait a minute, did you don't you want a club in Egypt? And don't you want a club in Birmingham? Yeah, we just would we, we just team them together. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, but it, it looks like there is going to be some sort of a feeder club arrangement there, and it's going to be pretty expedited because it looks like there's gonna be some players coming over from Egypt even as soon as January to to get a taste of, of what the Aston Villa Academy is like. Perslow has spoken about this before that they wanted to get a foothold in certain markets to try and hoover up some talent or to see what's there and and this specific club 2021 won the best uh, academy in Africa um so why not start as you mean to continue on? What what's your views in the Patty? Look, it's it's not it's not going to it's not going to, like the share price of Aston Villa isn't going to go through the roof over this announcement overnight, you know. But no. <clears> uh, it might be something that we might look back on and see, you know, the strategic alliances that Aston Villa are, and this is where it all started.
0: And I think I think the, my overriding emotion and and I messages yes yesterday when I heard the news about ZFC is that to me this just enforces the fact that the owners are in there for the long haul this is all just part of a jigsaw that will come together. And what I want to see is stability. I want to see the likes of ZFC, you know, be be our, uh, our club or feeder club. And the fact that um, in not next year, but the year after we're going to possibly see the Las Vegas villains come on board. Mm. And, you know, I, I think all of this aligning together sees a bright future for the club and, once we can just push on and push on each year, you know, we're, we're so close to the those European spots. And even if it is Conference League, it's European football. It's the players we have getting European football. It's keeping them happy. It's keeping them interested. It's keeping them wanting to play for Aston Villa. Um, I, I think if we got European football, there'd be nobody talking about our big players leaving. There'd be nobody talking about John McGinn leaving or Martin Martinez going to whoever he's been linked to this week. So, <clears throat> that's what I want. I want European football. I want the owners to be committed to the long term. And hearing news like this only enforces in my mind that I'm completely happy and content with the way the club is going.
1: It It is interesting. And I think that the it's the dual arm of call me a seasoned football manager, or player or whatever. But like the Las Vegas Villains is clearly not. Like that's just going to be a money-making venture. That's going to be a branding exercise to bring money in through uh, through sponsorship um, from the states. Um, that's strategic, is what I would call. That's that's financially st- strategic. But the ZFC one is for sure. Like like mm. you know, all 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 respect to the to the Egyptian second division of which they're top of the league. Um, but like, there isn't going to be Egyptian money flowing into the club because we're we're, we're part of ZFC. But and, and it just goes it goes to show the grown up nature of 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 this club in general. Um, and, and they've they've mentioned this, you know. I wouldn't be surprised to see us have you know academies uh, or have teams with good academies based in Southeast Asia, you know, wherever you you throw a dart at the world, you know, and and. That's essentially what Perslow said, that they wanted to grow this, that this isn't the case whereby, uh, look, if the lads don't get into Europe in the next two or three years time, the owners are going to feck off. You know, it looks like that. And we have to think about this as well, that these two lads are like, (laughs) this has been a retirement fund you have to kind of like both of them are in their 60s they don't exactly need to work for their money and um, their money's going to come in regardless this is a bit of like if if they can turn around something like this this is legacy like Edens has done with uh with the Milwaukee Bucks this is almost legacy stuff that they would be able to do now whether they believe in the Aston Villa project that much to want a legacy but why wouldn't you want a legacy in one of the the world's most economically rich countries you know and, and a team that formed the league in the second city of one of the world's richest countries so you know there could be that kind of like we often say that this is a vanity project for me and you but you know if you've got a vanity project for people who work bazillions of of dollars you know that can be quite a fun thing to be a part of so mm. you know i suppose people said the same thing about the Qataris oh. and about about uh the lads who own um one man city like what do they really get out of this but it's Pure vanity, you know. You yeah. don't get a lot out of it other than legacy and being able to turn around and well, I won't say, but it's 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 you know it is it's something for them. It's a hobby, you know. It's a hobby, hobby horse. Yeah. So uh,
0: and look, it, it's you know. I, I think in, in your in your title you have global domination. Is that what you're
1: open
0: yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, and this that's not just. You know, pie in the sky. This this is something we have to look towards. When we signed Trezeguet a few years ago, we look we looked at the interest in our club in that region go absolutely through the roof. And um, it also happened when we signed Samata. Obviously, that didn't work out. But I'm just just showing you the relevance. if um, you you look at the likes of um, Celtic signing Kyogo from Japan. Celtic have, have so apparently sold more shorts in Japan than they have in Scotland which is absolutely off the wall. So all of these things are all about making money, uh, generating b- belief and interest in your club. And, you know, when you when you look at the people who have won the Premier League uh, over the last, whatever it is, whatever, the 20 years Premier League now, we have the biggest heritage of anyone in the Football League. We should be yes. up there and about it we have a story to tell. You, you've, got, you've got Man City attracting players from all around the world with no history. A few leagues here and there, a few FA Cups, but no history. Just a soulless bowl of empty seats. So why can't we grow? Why can't we build that North Stand? Why can't we have a five, fifty-five 55,000-seater stadium full to capacity week in, week out? So this is all a part of that jigsaw falling into place. And if we if we can go to Egypt and find the next Egyptian Messi, or if we can go to Las Vegas and, and get a, a child out of there that suddenly becomes best player in the world, this this is what we've got to uh we've got to envisage is the way forward. And you know, the next the next step then is look at the Far East, look at South America and as I said, I'm enthused by how this is all coming together. It's, it's it's making me really excited.
1: It it has to because you know copy with today is a deadly dog. When we were hoping that people bought more package holidays on and on any given and in any given May June or July before we were able yeah. to actually sell or buy players because we were run in conjunction with his. Well, I know that's that's a bit disingenuous considering he was out of that game by. well, by, well look, it was
0: it was as time. tight it was as tight as as. Uh, Five hundred thousand, not being able to spend extra on Robbie Keane. You and, know, and I still think but, if we signed Robbie Keane,
1: yeah. Anyway, yeah. side the
0: point. But they, these are all sliding doors moments that we've we've missed out on over the years. And you know, I know financial f- fair play is probably hampering us at the moment. And we we we've got to look at it very well. But we've got we've got very classy, clever people involved in the club now that will look oh, at yeah. generating money from all angles
1: yeah yeah and, and even people behind the scenes uh you don't know about um mm. like our chief operating officer chief financial officer and all that they're all people who've come from really good backgrounds you know that have been yeah. uh, brought into the club because they're just Great operators, it's as simple as that. Um, so uh, kudos to them. The unseen people are the people that we only ever see whenever there's a eToro or somebody has, and that's about you know, whoever it is, Purity Ale, have re upped their um their, their sponsorship. And uh, the CFO comes out and talks about that, you know, so we, we only ever see their names there. But they're, they're they're the people who are going out there doing the deals for a lot of this stuff, and and then everybody associates that then with the management and the chairmanship and stuff like that as well. So the unseen yeah. heroes behind the behind the scene are, are doing their jobs as well um oh there was one in here thanks very much guys really really appreciate that man thanks a million um i will be uh, well i was going to say i'm going to fill my boots on christmas eve but uh i don't think i will our new year's eve should i say i don't think i will because i'm nowhere to go um so it's (laughs) i'm very much a guy if i if i sit down and i say right i'm going to have 10 cans tonight at home i'll drink one and i'll go it's not fun I wish I was open the pub. That's kind of the way I am. So uh, it's never uh, it never ends very well. Or it always ends very very early if I uh, if I sit down and have a beer watching a match because I have one and I got oh, don't really want any more. No, there's no one here to bounce off. Um, so I'm very much a crack merchant. Except,
0: uh, except, and, uh, except when you message me and start winding me up with your few beers on you.
1: Thing, excuse me, no, I message you, you, you up when you've got beers on you. That's it. That's what I do. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Um us this has been very cathartic today. Um I thanks a Million for stopping by and taking a listen to us. We only decided about half an hour before we went on that we'd we would we would pop on. Um we will be back tomorrow with a Brentford preview. I think we'll do it tomorrow, Patty. Just be easiest to be uh Friday, and uh, then people will have the weekend to marinate on it. Um I'm not expecting anything from will we get a press conference with Stephen Gerrard tomorrow? Might do it, I'd um, say. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, it could be a virtual one. I,
0: I think he's due back in the training ground tomorrow, isn't he? Tomorrow, Friday? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. Day. I,
1: I think he's due back Saturday. I think it's one of these ones that's almost oh, okay. literally like he just gets in on the day before. But um, yeah. it, it'll be He could, he could
0: do a virtual, though, or could leave it to Gary Mack.
1: But yeah, we'll, yeah uh, absolutely. We'll,
0: I'm sure we'll see. But you know what? It could be Saturday, too. Just no it way. I know. I, I, you presume it'll probably be tomorrow, but we'll, we'll,
1: yeah. we'll, we'll know soon enough. And as I tweeted earlier on, the club, would, whenever a club tweet and I get the notification, say AVFC official have t- at AVFC official have tweeted, I go, oh, Jesus, who's positive? No. And I'm terrified to click on it to see what's going on. <laughs> so uh, thankfully today it's only been about goal of the month. I can live with that. I can live with yeah. goal of the month, but I can't live with uh, 10 players are no positive because uh, that break my spirit at the moment. Gary Max said he's what? back Friday. Good news. Yeah. Good news. Good news, um, good stuff, guys. Let's uh, before before we wrap it up, Neil,
0: just apologies to everybody about the team sheet tantrum the other day. Uh, we had some issues and you couldn't get on, and then I was booted out and got back in, and then had to cut it short. But hopefully, uh Hopefully we'll uh, have the two of us on board for, for I forgot all about
1: day that. Day. Yeah, I meant to apologize at the top of the show. Um yeah, listen, look, I was I was traveling, it was the only time I got to see my parents over Christmas. So it was I've, I thought the game was on at three o'clock, and then as it turned out, um it was on at what half past five. So I planned on getting in there from getting from the car, but as you know, the potato powered internet mm-hmm. here in Ireland just wouldn't leave it, wouldn't allow it happen. So apologies about that. But we will be back with the Team Sheet Tantrum this Sunday, and I will be here in situ. On my throne, um, in this very office, and so will Paddy, and we we'll be back with Team Sheet Tantrum. But first of all, as I say, we'll do a, a preview tomorrow, and then over the next few weeks, we'll have some, uh, some transfer bits and pieces coming out as well, which I'm really, really looking forward to doing because if nothing else, it, get, it takes my mind off everything else that's going on, and uh, I enjoy it. It's a bit of a bit of fantasy stuff, so so I really, really enjoy it. Thanks very much, lads. Thanks very much to everybody. I hope you have a great new year. Um, even though we'll be back tomorrow, we'll probably wish you a happy new year again. Have have a doubly happy new year um, tomorrow <laughs> when we wish it to you again. But uh, have a great evening and stay safe. And we'll chat to you next tomorrow. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.